Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. It's Mike and Joel for another edition of Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org, where you'll find all of our past archived programs. Um, If you've got 14 minutes, stick with us here because we've got some good news to share with you. I hope you'll walk away from our podcast each and every time we do these weekly. I hope you'll walk away each and every time feeling better than when you walked in. That's the way it ought to be when you hear good news, right? And that's what the gospel is. So... That's what we'll focus on, eh, Joel? That's it, the good news of Jesus Christ. I mean, it is what God intends us to live in. Good news. It's a message that is meant to, indeed, like you say, it's, it's meant to make us feel good. You know, a lot of people thinking that their life in Christ is, I'm just dragging through this for Christ. I'm just trudging through this for Christ. And, oh, woe is me. But, oh, thankfully, I've got Christ. And I know there's circumstances in life that aren't always happy, but that's not what we're talking about. We're just saying that Christ in your life is meant to be good news. It's meant to be something good. I always go back to this in Luke when the angels came, when Christ was born. It was a message of God's goodwill toward man. So if you're thinking that God is against you somehow, maybe maybe your circumstances in life have left you thinking that God is against you or that God is punishing you, or that God's just not happy with you, and so he's letting these bad circumstances happen. That's not the gospel. That's not the truth. The gospel is God's goodwill toward you. God is happy with you. You are accepted in the beloved, and it's because of the gift of God's very own righteousness. It's not based upon what we do or what we don't do. If if it was, there'd be something we could boast about. But there's nothing that we can boast about because God himself has done it all. All right, Cap? Well, there's a lot of boasting going on out there, and I I don't think people realize they're doing it. I was probably in that camp for a lot of years of my Christian life, Joel, and so I I appreciate what you said there because, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where God did it all. He did it all, and I went for years without realizing this because I, I thought there was this big responsibility that was placed upon my shoulders now to, to live this out at least good enough to be accepted by God. It's, it's just such a funny thing, Joel, because I, I knew salvation was a gift, but I, I guess I, I got it in my head that um, I had been placed on parole. I had to report to my parole officer with confessions and <laughs> you know attempts to try harder and, and all that. I, I, somewhere along the way, I, I began to realize, I think with the help of the Spirit of God, that, that something was not adding up with the message. Mm. You, you can't call it a gift and then say, you know, works are going to be what, uh, what solidifies it. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can stop any and all of your efforts to stay right with God. You know, a lot of people wonder and worry about how God feels about them. You can stop all that wondering and worrying because our rightness with God hangs on what he's done and not on what we've done. You've received it by your faith in what God has done. And the thing is, there is no point at which it ever changes to God's faith in what you do. It's always our faith in what God has done, not God's faith in what we do. So, yeah, with that, um, let's get into some uh, stuff this week, talking about 
Well, you know, there's this idea out there that, I don't know, how do, how do we want to go about this, Cap? Maybe I'll turn it over to you to start out off this talk here, where we're going to well, go with this. Thanks a lot. Yeah, because um, yeah, my mind is blank, and I can tell yours might be too. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I try to be as blank as possible. But, um, now, one thing I, I think we wanted to get into this time, Joel, is, is sort of based on some of what we've been talking about the past couple of weeks, and, and you referred to it, I think, a couple of programs ago, and then we kind of bounced on into, into uh, something a little bit further with what we were talking about. But just sort of rewinding back to what you, you had mentioned in, in Ephesians chapter 2, Paul is writing to Gentiles here and explaining the message of salvation that came through this new covenant, through the cross of Jesus Christ, and had been provided to not just the Jewish people, not just the house of Israel, but to the Gentiles. And this was kind of a big deal because we, we mentioned earlier, uh, last week, I think, that the, the, the Jews really had a hard time with this because you, you've got to understand, it's hard for us to relate to it, but try to understand that back then, especially the the Gentiles were, were looked down upon. I mean, they, they were kind of dirty, filthy, ungodly, you know, just despised group of people by, by the Israelites. They, they, were just, they were just ungodly, dirty people that they just didn't want any part of. And, and, and now uh, God was saying, hey, uh, the, the gates are open wide now for all people, not just Jews only, but for Gentiles too. They, they can come to Christ and, and believe in, in this new covenant that had now been established through the cross. And so mm-hmm. with that in mind, in Ephesians chapter 2, Paul is writing to the, to the Gentiles and he says, remember that you were at that time separate from Christ, ex, uh, Ephesians 2.12. You were separate from Christ, excluded from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. That was the Gentile position. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not, very, not very appealing. Um, but now, but now in Christ Jesus, you who formerly were far off or far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ, by the blood of Christ, for he himself is our peace, who made both groups into one. What groups are we talking about? The group of the Jewish people and the group of the Gentiles. He brought uh, both groups, made them into one, broke down the barrier of the dividing wall by abolishing in his flesh the enmity, which is the law of commandments, contained in those ordinances that were against us, so that in himself he might make the two into one new man, thus establishing peace, and might reconcile them both in one body to God through the cross by having put to death the enmity, those ordinances, those commands that brought that certificate of death, you see. Uh, And he came and he preached peace to you, you Gentiles who were far away, and peace to those who were near, you Jewish people, for through him we both have our access in one spirit to the Father, and we're no longer, we Gentiles are no longer strangers and aliens, but fellow citizens and saints with God's household. I know that was a lot of verses there, Joel. I tried to read it in such a way that it could be related to, but the bottom line here is uh, these two groups had been separated. God has now placed them into the same household uh, with the same spirit, through the cross, with the same Father. Uh, We are one. We are one body. Yeah, having made the two one. In other words, as um, Paul says in Galatians 3, 
you know, therefore, well, he says, for you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus, talking about Jews and Gentiles. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. Again, there's that word heir and, and promise again. At one time in the past, before the cross, the heirs, the promises were all for Israel, the commonwealth of Israel. The Gentiles were aliens to that, aliens not included in that. God said, "Uh uh-uh, you guys are not part of this thing. But in Christ, with the cross, the Gentiles, who were far off, like you say, in the Jews' eyes, they were dogs, they were nobodies, they were to be spit on. But God brought them in too and said, hey, you guys can come on in too. And so by grace, through faith, whether you're a Jew or a Gentile, God does say, he does open the door and say, come on in. He, he stands at the door and knocks and says, and says you know, I, I would so love you to join me in this thing. You're welcome. I love you. Come on in. And uh, so it's whether you, uh, it's a, a Jew or a Gentile, a person who had the promises, or a person who would never even heard of this thing called Israel, or the law, or the promises of God. Uh, all the Gentiles really knew, if, if they knew anything about this thing, all that they knew was that they weren't part of it. God said, you can't be. And now with Christ, not through the law, not through works, not through anything else, but the Gentiles are also welcome to come in by grace through faith, whether you're a Jew or a Gentile. Yeah, imagine, uh, it's hard to imagine, um, being on the outside looking in, and then the doors opened up. Oh, do you want to come in? Come on in. You don't have to stand outside looking through the rose-colored stained glass window out there. And, and so from a Gentile perspective, we, we know the Jews struggled with this. Um, yeah. But from a Gentile perspective, it's, it's like, wow. I mean, because, you know, let's face it, within the heart of every human being, even then, <laughs> there was, there was a, an, an empty space that needed to be filled. And, and, and people were looking for peace. They, they were looking for life. And, and everybody knew that they had an appointment with death. And, and, and you, you know, everybody wonders what happens after that. And so here we are with these, these Gentiles now with the message of the, the good news being made available to all people. It, it had to be a real bummer at first for some of these Gentiles because they, they had people who were under the law or had been under the law coming around and telling them, well, you still got to keep the same law we've had to keep. <laughs> and, and of course, uh, we discussed some of that uh, in the past couple of programs. But the good news is um, that, had, that, that was a dividing wall that had been taken away, it had been removed, uh, broken down by, by God. And, and now the, the two groups of Jews and Gentiles were able to be merged together under the same uh, father, same household. Yeah, and, uh, you know, with that, I, I won't get real deep into this, but, you know, people wonder about election and predestination and all that. And just real quick, without getting into all the verses, because we could get deep into this, and uh, I we just don't want to do that here, but the people who are the elect, 
those who have been predestined, it's simply, if you look at Romans 11, and if you look at this in Ephesians and in Galatians, it's whoever believes, whether Jew or Gentile. It's not that God has handpicked this person over here, that person over there, or any group of people or anything like that. It's not like God has handpicked anybody, but it's he has said that whether you're a Jew or whether you're a Gentile, you're welcome to come on in. That those who those are the ones who have been predestined. Those are the elect. You know, again, I won't get into all the scriptures, but you can. That's really God has not excluded anybody from being able to come into this thing. Everybody's welcome, whether Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, and even elder brother or younger brother. And that uh, gives a little hint <laughs> of what we'll be talking about next week here on Growing in Grace as we wrap this one up. The story, the parable of the prodigal son. Of course, there was more than just one character in that story. We know, of course, there was the father, but there was also an older brother, the younger brother and the older brother. And how all of that ties in to what we've been talking about this week. Stay close for that next week on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.